When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Started, I guess. Oh yeah. Have we started? Cody, is this do you wanna, the start of it? Is, is this, this how we're beginning? starting? <laughs> Are we doing? Are we here now? Let's do it at the same time. Is this the beginning? Oh, this, yeah. Oh wow. This, oh, we did it. Oh, hey. Oh, welcome. Oh my god. Wow. We're here now. Oh, okay. Here we are. Hello. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic how that happens. One minute we aren't here, and then the next mm-hmm. minute we are. Seamlessly. Incredible. Professionally. Uh, hi guys, welcome back to the worst year ever. I had to think about it for a second. I was like, "Yep, it's, I heard it that." Still I heard is. Your, yeah, it still is. Um, no fun puns to mm. include or adjust on the fly here. Uh, I'm Katie Stoll. <laughs> hi, Katie Stoll. Hi. I have a different Hello. name. Uh, it's Cody Johnston. Hi, Cody Johnston. Yeah. Hey y'all. Our, hey, and today. <laughs> Go ahead, you introduce yourself. Okay, I'm I'm Eve Ettinger. Nice to be here with y'all again. We're we're happy to have you back. Uh, Robert is not here with us this week. Um, and good, good. I get to we, make all the jokes about him now. Yeah, yes. and, and so we Sophie frantically reached out to Eve. Uh, and they agreed to join us, which we were thrilled about. Well, it wasn't frantically. Now got, I just it really, wasn't frantic. I calmly just, and responsibly. Calmly Eve. and delightedly because yeah. it took a She was like, how about Eve? And we were like, yeah, absolutely. Well, Eve wrote this article for Bustle. Is that correct? Is that the publication? Yeah. Eve wrote this I think it's pronounced Boussle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Katie. Um, and I really thought it was something that needed to be talked about even more. It was such a beautifully written article that is so poignant to to the times right now. And yeah. um, I 
loved it. And I'm so glad that Eve has given us their time to talk Thank about it. Thank you so much. The the fact that people are resonating with it is really depressing, um, <laughs> but also really, <laughs> it's really nice. Um, yeah, the response it's, has been really cool to see. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it, it's absolutely something that we all resonate with right now and i think the way you put it so eloquently i mean in the in the piece uh, you can talk about the piece but it it (laughs) basically is something that relating these experiences and these symptoms of burnout to your own experience with cptsd and seeing those parallels and maybe reframing how we think about what it means to be burnt out um and more people are are realizing it as they are experiencing these symptoms that maybe it's not just burnout. Maybe we are, maybe we are experiencing the thing that we all collectively warned about, which was a severe trauma over yeah. the past yeah. few years, you know? Well, the way I kind of went into it and I've been, I worked on this piece since August last year. So months yeah. and months, and I had to cut so much out of it. And there were so many valuable moments that made it in and others that didn't. And I just, I probably could have written like 10,000 words on it easy. Um, But I kind of went into it being like, my theory is that burnout doesn't exist. It's just complex PTSD for Mm. that now because capitalism is eating the rich alive too. Now we're talking about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. We're giving it, we're giving it the like, you know, fancy name burnout. And, um, and this is not a new phenomenon and everybody's been experiencing this for forever if you're not privileged and not white. And um, so I, you know, kind of with that theory, decided to go see if I was could find anything. And oh, boy, everybody was way <laughs> too excited to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is really upsetting. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to give a brief summary of the article uh, for our listeners? And yeah. everyone should... Go read this article. It's phenomenal. Yeah, pause, go read, and come back. Pause, go read, come back. Don't do that then. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so basically um, in the article I kind of cover complex PTSD um, as a phenomenon and comparing it to burnout. So I'm I'm going and asking these people who um, are pretty open about their experiences of burnout, especially most of them are women of color, talking about, um, you know, what it means to be a really successful person in their field and also experience burnout and how they define it and what, you know, they would like to see happen and change. And then kind of comparing that to my own experience of complex PTSD and like watching the symptoms like dovetail. And um, and then I took this to um, some researchers, one who's a former family doctor who now specializes in preventing physician burnout and helping hospital administrators like revamp their systems to do that. And, you know, kind of asked him, like, what's your take? And he was like, yes, finally. Um, and then um, this wonderful gentleman named Thanos, um, who's a <laughs> researcher. Yeah, the great Great name. He's a researcher in Scotland. Um, you know, he helped develop the definite definition of complex PTSD for um, the you know equivalent of the DSM five that everybody except for the U.S. uses. 
Mm. Um, so wait, real quick, just define what DSM guide is for people. Five. Sorry, the fifth five. edition. Um, yeah, DSM is the diagnostic manual, and I, I'm blanking on the exact acronym, but it's the diagnostic manual that you is used to diagnose mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So okay, great. complex PTSD is not in it. Yeah, but there's, it a, there's is... a lot of things that aren't in it that should be in it. There's a lot of things that are in it that shouldn't be in it. There's a lot of things that are mislabeled and... Uh-huh, and uh-huh. A- so it's yeah. only as good as like what you want to use it for. And yeah. it's basically, it's basically totally. a way of justifying uh, treatment to insurance companies. It's a load mm. of crap. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Thanos, when he, when I emailed him about it, he was like, oh my God, we've been talking about this. Um, I'd love to talk to you. And I was like, oh no, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it seems like one of the interesting things is like burnout is not a medical con- condition. Burnout is a phenomenon that shows up that can have medical side effects. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not recognized as a medical diagnosable condition. So then what the fuck is it was really what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it it does resonate with everybody right now. I just want to circle back to like this point right now. Everybody's feeling this uh, in different degrees or has been over the past couple of years. And even before that, uh, during this past administration and, and the world getting worse and climate change. And it's not going to, it's not going to go away is I guess mm-hmm. my point. Um, and, and, and it is very, a point very well taken that you make in the piece about how it is about the, the rich white, primarily like people of the world waking up to the reality that, the vast majority of people have been experiencing and the level of anxiety and what that actually physically does to your body. You know, well, so he was talking about this earlier. Just there's a, an element of it that's not even something you can control. It's a physical yeah. response. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's this, also this thing that's happening and I wasn't really able to include this in the piece, but it was in the back of my mind. It's like, we don't have a way to turn off work mm-hmm. in a way that past generations have. So the wealthy mm-hmm. have always been a leisure class. Mm-hmm. And now the wealthy are proving that they can work harder than anyone else because they have access to things and they, you know, they can have someone on call 24 seven and they right. can have the pl- private jet and they, so they can be anywhere whenever they want to be. So they're just like, it's not a leisure class anymore. And suddenly they're experiencing that same kind of like loss of margin, loss of space to rest and play as everybody else is. And it's not threatening their, you know, actual existence in the ways that it is everybody else, but um, they're experiencing some consequences. And so now we're talking about burnout. Yeah. Right. right. They like push uh, like hustle culture and like the grind for so long and then they adopt it themselves and then like, oh, wait, this is actually kind of terrible. Lean in. But oh, maybe we should leave our phones outside of our bedroom at night. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No TVs in the space where you sleep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. For those people that can afford a place with more than one bedroom. <laughs> I was going to ask Sophie what what about the piece resonated so much because you were very excited to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, your connection to the economic system and and how burnout is a form of oppression was very uh, something that stuck out to me. I think that, 
you know, the conversation around complex PTSD is not a conversation that happens very often. Um, I have PTSD and complex PTSD has never been brought up to me in a professional mm. setting and has brought been brought up to me by, you know, a loved one being like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is what that is. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I've, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm j- I've just worked too much. I'm just tired. I'm just over, you know, there's a war, uh, the planet's on fire, you know, things like that. And it, it, yeah. So I think those two things really stuck out to me and, you know, yeah, knowing that you wrote it meant like got, of course got my attention because you're so brilliant and the way you wrote this article i i really loved it well, Eve. thank you i really loved it yeah. i'm glad that complex ptsd is getting some yeah. attention it should be that, understood yeah and and for me that stood out i uh had not considered it before ptsd has seemed like as much as i talk about it and and talk about awareness as we all do i think an awareness of it when people say that they're they're struggling with it and um but it hasn't seemed like something that i could be experiencing personally (laughs) and me experience trauma no i'm fine and and i have realized (laughs) that i've had it uh but prior to this to this article um at least in certain arenas of my life but i had this really did um, make me stop and see like, oh, oh, I see how this is manifesting in different areas and other and other ways that this is also a trauma response. And for me personally, at least in my past, when I name something, that's the first step towards having relief almost. Yeah. Um, so if I'm able to pinpoint, oh, what this this physical sensation that I'm experiencing is bigger than me, there's a piece in that. And so it's mm-hmm. vitally important, I think, that people are a- are educated, have the tools to to understand what's happening in, in what? our bodies, because most people don't know. Most of us do not have access to our emotional life and, and can articulate what we're experiencing. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say this brings me back to the DSM, because like what we have is like, you know, diagnoses. A lot of people treat it as a like a like characteristic, like. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. thin eyebrows like that. I also have PTSD. I will always have both like the, that kind of level of like fixedness mm-hmm. to your your persona and who you are. And um, it's the like a diagnosis of a mental health issue is just a description of a cluster of symptoms. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a like a description of a manifestation of something in your body. Um, and it doesn't describe you. And so I think that's one of the reasons that like there's so much. I don't know if you saw the like piece about like trauma plot that was going around lit Twitter a couple weeks back. <laughs> I didn't. But like there's this like ongoing fight about like, oh, is everything trauma now? Um, hmm. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, kind of. And that's not interesting. <laughs> like it's both like. I'm sorry, a rape is not an origin story for, like, an interesting character. Try harder. And also, yeah. like, yeah, everything is probably trauma in ways that you didn't expect. Like, your body is going to, like, react to things, and you're going to carry that with you. And everyone has a different way of, like, um, my personal term for the way I describe, like, processing intense emotions is emotional metabolism. Like, everyone's emotional mm-hmm. metabolism has a different rate. 
like you're going to carry that in your body for longer or less time depending on who you are. So like, yeah. sure, like something might be really intense and really like, you know, lingering that for someone else might be minuscule and not, not a big deal. Might just like, you know, they yeah. wouldn't even think about it twice. Also, some of those people that, oh, is everything about trauma? Yes. And you too, sir or madam or non-binary person, you know, like it's it's we all have it. And there is a freedom in acknowledging it. The These, thing I, that I, you're I, carrying I, that we are ashamed of is rooted in trauma. Like the, the things that you struggle with are rooted with this, these these formative experiences. And if you can acknowledge it, you'll feel better. The people who bitch about the, everything being trauma and using the word trauma too much feel like the same kind of people. And I'm not saying they are the same kind of people, but like they feel similar to the people who are like, well, I got spanked as a kid and I turned out fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. You're saying that. Clearly, I, I, you're okay with hitting small people. No. I was going to say, yeah, like I, I, I got spanked when I was a kid and I turned out fine. And so do my kids who I spank. They're fine too. Like, okay, so you're spanking your kids then? So it's yeah. not. You're creating is that, a the, cycle. is that the healthiest way for you to release your anger <laughs> or frustration? Right. Are they really listening to you? You know. Um, yeah. Can I can I just like check on definitions here, like in terms mm -hmm. of like PTSD versus CPTSD? Please, you know, I don't know that everybody's like, mm. you know, like yeah. we we're talking about. Not everybody's run into it, so um, I'm gonna roast Robert and use a Robert metaphor for this. Like, you can <laughs> you can like cook meat in the ground over a million hours, like he does sometimes, mm. yeah. um, real slowly, real low, um, and it will taste great. And you can flash cook a steak on a grill real fast, and it will also taste great. But, you know, the PTSD is the flash frying. Um, it's, it's a you know, an isolated incident. You can point to it and say, this is what happened. Um, and, like, when I got my complex PTSD diagnosis, which, like, is not really a thing given... DSM stuff, but like is a thing. Um, my therapist was like, okay, so like what's your primary trauma? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> my what? <Right. laughs> I was like, uh no, that's not a that's not that's not a question that will work here. Um, and that's kind of how it is. It's like it's this is the slow cooker experience. Like it's the act of cooking is taking so long. That you can't delineate it from right. one to the next. It just like it exists. Right, you're sort of gesturing um, to everything. Yeah, it's just it's like you know, I it's the air you breathe. You don't even know that you're in it until you leave it. Usually. Well, yeah, yeah, that's really well said. Um. Sophie, should we take a break? Now yeah, or? this would be a great time to take time? a break. I think we're going to take a break. So real quick, perhaps I think would, so too. Perhaps would now be a good time to take a break. I'm just wondering. Probably, probably. Do we on a break, Katie? Break. I think. Yeah, I think maybe we can do this oh, for another minute, and then we take a break, so or in we a can minute, just go we're ahead take a break. And then, but we but we spend a minute asking if we think this. But we is should probably talk about it first. Yeah. yeah How do we, we feel about taking a break? 
I don't have feelings anymore. I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling a little too burnt out. Um, (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to call it. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. And we're back from that break, right? It was good. We was feel good, good to be back mm-hmm. from break. Wait, did right? we talk about this yet? <laughs> no, we, we haven't. Didn't, we didn't talk I'm about sorry, coming I back just, from the break. I just barged right ahead. Have. I'm so oh, sorry. Okay. I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> wow. Just but we're all good. You know, a oh, oh, we're all good, you say. Okay. Well, thanks for checking in. We turned out fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sophie, why don't you... You had something interesting you wanted to just yeah, to start so us off with. We talked a little bit about the first thing that stuck with me from the article, which was, you know, the complex PTSD aspect of it. But I wanted to get into a little bit of, you know, how the economic system influences this and how uh, it can lead to oppression and different di- different <laughs> different things like that. And um yeah. So you e- know, easy topics like that. Yeah, really, really easy topics like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, capitalism is designed to like keep you busy. And capitalism is designed to constantly be taking from someone and um you have to like eat your feelings about that in order to like keep going. Um, and it, you know, it's that classic 
MLM. Capitalism is an MLM. That's how, like, we got MLMs. I don't know. Um, but the thing is, like, eh, the way I think about it and the way I was recognizing these things as people were talking about them is I I grew up in a fundamentalist group and I consider it a cult. And, like, one of the things that, like, was really useful to keep people from questioning the leadership is to have everyone be constantly on edge about, like, how good they were and like whether or not God loved them and like how they were measuring up. And so this constant like anxiety, this like ambient anxiety about like your performance Mm -hmm. and your worthiness, like kept you, you know, distracted so that you didn't have any energy to like think about like, huh, now how did I end up here? (laughs) Like who Mm -hmm, put you in charge? mm -hmm. Um, Why is this a good idea? Uh, And I think that like having so little margin on life, you know, I talk about like room to play and rest. Like we don't have that in most of our our day-to-day lives. And so we don't have time. You cannot be creative unless you're bored a little bit. Yeah. So you cannot be, you cannot be able to like really analyze, you know, why am I here and do I like this? Um, unless you have that space. And so like getting to a burnout point, having that crisis, like ha- that point of collapse, like that's where you finally get time. And that's and when you finally it, realize like, what the fuck have I been doing? Because capitalism's it, designed to keep us like ambiently anxious and comparing you yourselves to everybody else mm-hmm. and like not questioning anything. Yeah. You can't recover from that kind of deep fatigue with a long weekend where you're <laughs> also trying to do your laundry and like um organize the drawers that you've been putting you know whatever it is like yeah. you get the you get to the weekend and it's not the same thing this is we're talking about it's a reset recovering it's a from starvation yeah. like your yeah. body needs to heal deeply and and we don't have time i recently went through a hu- huge breakup and a dramatic loss of a family member all at the same time. And it was just ugly, but work was ramping up. And for the rest, I I felt so grateful for all of the good opportunities and that I needed to show up for all of them, but I needed to heal too. And there wasn't time for both of that. And it, it made my work suffer for a while, you know, and I, but I, at a certain point I recognized what was happening and just, gave myself permission to cut as many corners as I needed for the remainder of the year, at least. And well, that's also you know. like a hallmark of trauma is like you have mm-hmm. that like that intense hormonal response to get you through the mm. push and you can't sustain that level yeah. of operating. And so you crash afterward. And so like, I'm really good in a crisis. Me too. And then like, <laughs> and then, yeah. And yes, then like two, yes. week, two weeks later, I'll be like, Semi comatose. Yeah. Um, and you know, that delayed reaction is, you know, just a part of like who I am because of complex PTSD. And I think that like we see this all over the place here with like, you know, people will go through stuff and they'll be like, Why am I acting like this? Like a month later or a week later. And I'm just like, Yeah, you just went through this, 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 and this. And they're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Oh. And I'm like, You haven't rested, you haven't like recovered, you haven't actually processed any of that. You just and our been culture. Going doesn't uh, we don't talk about it so we don't make space for it 
mm-hmm. you know, in the same way. And people have that internalized capitalism, that idea of identity connected with our productivity. And so they don't, we all don't feel like we can take that time and space. Right. Uh, We're supposed to endure it and continue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the other things in this article that you wrote that they discuss is, you know, you can wake up, you can do your normal routine, but you're still like in this trauma response and doing your normal routine can be like part of that at least in my in my experience it's like okay it's a way like it keeps you going it's a momentum yeah i can get up i can do x y and z i can do my job i can call my friends but like you're you're not you're not you're you're not your best self in any way shape or form but you're able to like go through the motions if that makes sense um Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that was the other thing I was like, ha, 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 Eve. <laughs> there. Yeah, I'm the I'm the friend who's like, so have you eaten today? Did you nap mm-hmm. yet? Like, yeah. I'm as a professor, I try to emulate this with like how I interact and set boundaries with my students. I'm like, I you know, I'm not going to respond to things during these hours. Like, mm-hmm. right? You will you you can figure it out. <laughs> like, if it's a crisis, you will you will find a way to get in touch with me but like i'm not going to respond to you right away because like we have boundaries here this is not urgent like this is not life or death this is a fucking college class this is a 101 level like let's be realistic and then like i'm gonna have you have a big deadline before break so that you actually have a break like yeah yeah because i want to create as much space as possible and so i try to lead with that by like i have to set my own boundaries for myself so that they know how to like interact with that. And it's mm-hmm. really hard that like, you know, I it's easier to just kind of be on all the time and be constantly thinking about it rather than to like delineate, you know, spaces and times that belong to this and only this. Well, yeah, you talk a lot uh, uh, a little bit in the piece about like just the environment that you're you're in. And there's no real um, like escape or from from that environment. It, you you know, you can't take you can take a weekend from it, but then you go right back into the environment. Um, mm-hmm. And I've I've talked about this a little bit before, but I'm curious about sort of your like opinion on like working from home, because I think there are a lot of benefits yeah. from it. Yeah. Um, sort of separating uh, from like, you know, we all got to go in the same space. And like there are reasons that they want you to come into the office that aren't like about performance or your well-being yeah. or like the benefit of the company or anything like that. It's just like we need you here to like watch over you. And there's a lot of aspects there. I mean, um, and they're pushing but, for that at the end. Yeah, they're, to it they're now. pushing to get yeah. back to get it's back there. But at utter the same, bullshit. Yeah, but at the same yeah, time, like, I'm 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 always thinking about like, yeah, but isn't it also bad to have <laughs> your workspace be at yes. your home? Like that okay, seems but, like, like also, so unhealthy. But also, like humans have always done that. Like we've like having the workspace be separate from the home is not necessarily like right. A, well, historically, yeah. like. Right. Consistent phenomenon. So like, I don't know. Um, the way I, I do it is is I just have different spaces for different things. And that's mm-hmm. a privilege. That's a huge, huge privilege of where I live and like that I'm able to like afford to have a couple different rooms for things. So like not having my workspace in my bedroom is right. priority number one. Like no matter what my living situation is, I've always met even in like a studio, just like not having those together so that psychically I'm not 
in bed thinking about work. Yes. Like, I yeah, just, exactly. Like, it's really keep important. Keep that delineation so that rest is rest and work is work. Um, the other is just like, I don't know, putting on pants. Like, doesn't have mm-hmm. to be hard pants, but just like putting mm-hmm. on pants. Like, you know, again, having that delineation, but also getting out of the house, walking around outside, even if it's 20 minutes. Like, having a dog has been great for my, yes. my brain because yes. like... She forces me to meet people. She forces mm-hmm. me to go outside multiple times a day. And you have something <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that you have to care about. Yeah. Right. Well, right. And then that sort of forces you to like care about yourself in a way. I've always like, been okay, good about here. like having something else to care about. Like I'm the oldest of nine kids. Like I helped raise a bunch wow, of babies. Yeah. Like I've always had cats. Like that's not the thing. But like the act of having Activity. to leave the house. Mm-hmm. That having a dog has been really revolutionary for me on that regard. Totally. Agree. I'll just um, throw this out there for anybody listening um, who lives in a small space or perhaps a studio environment where it's really difficult to find that. It's tough, but with that, there are ways that you can can make it feel separate psychically, at least. You know, <laughs> you can, yeah, like, you can paint, you can paint a wall. A, you can put a divider up. You can. You can have a divider up. A you can just make sure you're never eating at your desk. Yeah, mm-hmm. little you know, things like, like that go a long way. Or it's like also you're because saying, of mindfulness, like, um, but yeah, like you're saying with like you know putting on pants and like we all joke like yeah we don't have to put on pants at work, but even like just putting on something is like this is like my work. Yeah, clothes. I'm yeah. awake. Um, right, I'm awake. <laughs> That's I'm, it. It's like it's like business time. Here we go, and then uh, being able to separate that and like you were talking about even with just sort of the communication aspects. I feel like a lot of people, uh, because they're working from home now also have this pressure of like well therefore you're always kind of at work therefore i can always contact you no um, absolutely not which it which is not like <laughs> should not be the case but i think well, that, it, uh, there's like okay. that's the uh, part of the danger of um key, of this new sort of setup for a lot of people and a lot of employers want to have that power uh over people's time when they absolutely shouldn't well and it's a privacy violation too like one of mm-hmm. the issues so i was teaching at a community college in super deep southwest Appalachia, Southwest Virginia and Appalachia um, at the start of the pandemic. And so we went online in that community for Zoom, which meant that there would be there was like a situation, not my class, but a, a fellow teacher like was teaching a class with multiple black students in it and a white student who had a Confederate flag in her bedroom. Oh, behind wow. her camera. Mm. And like, is that her space? Her space has now become the classroom. What power do you have to control that space in terms of like mm-hmm. that's a privacy freedom of speech thing, but it's also hate speech being brought into the classroom because the classroom is now here. And those delineations, like we haven't had to navigate this before. Yeah. And so, like, you know, it just translates directly to work too. Like, um, you know, if you're a manager, learn how to use the schedule email function. And send things later. Yeah. Do it just like send it when you're thinking it, but schedule it for tomorrow, because that's you know just setting those boundaries for yourself and others is really important. Uh, that's a really good point. Um, the manage thing. I should look into that for people. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. We have to respect it. You also reminded me of a, th- a Reddit thread where a worker, some guy. Oh, I'm not going to remember this. He had a life-size cutout of Danny DeVito in the back of his Zoom background. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't... You're, I, unfortunately, the Confederate flag reminded me of this story. And yes, the ethical... The questions. But he's like up and coming. He was... And it became such a problem. It became a fight between him and the manager. And the manager was like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to remove 
your Danny DeVito cut out and and he was like, no, I'm not. I'm I quit. You can't tell well, like, me what to do in my space. First off, my favorite bar in Roanoke has like, who is no, the asshole? I'm sorry. Has, <laughs> my favorite bar in Roanoke, Virginia has these like pinup Danny DeVito pictures all over. So that reminded me of that. Just fond <laughs> memories there. But um, it's if you have a good relationship with your employees and you're taking care of them and you're interacting with them as a human, you can make an ask like that and not have it be an yeah. issue. Mm hmm. Yeah. You just like if yeah. you haven't established that rapport, sorry, that's your problem, buddy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was like, I guess, I guess it, it, they didn't want him doing meetings with clients or something with Danny DeVito. And, and look, you know, that's okay. hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, okay. Method, you know, not everybody's into like, that. Come on. It's yeah. like, wh- where do we land on Danny DeVito? He, he is polarizing. That is for sure. We're all just thinking of Danny DeVito now. Um, yeah, no, it's it's like, how do you control that space? Whose is it? Like, these are things that we don't have, like, a lot of systemic precedent for. Right. Yeah, now uh, there's such a push to go back to the office. It's like, we're going to just skip over those conversations um, that could happen now. Yeah. You know, you could all just unionize. Mm. Uh, everybody we Inter- can, uh, interesting theory interesting everybody. theory you, you, the union could negotiate to keep you out of the office uh. that, right right <laughs> <laughs> depends on who our leadership is i guess mm. i live in virginia um, so it's super hard to unionize here but yeah. not with yeah. the power of danny devito by your side <laughs> so danny um, devito i can do all things <laughs> yeah all right, I'm going to make an executive call and we'll take Classic. another quick ad break. I'm sorry. All right, Katie. Hopefully Danny DeVito's just... voicing all of them. Oh, oh please. Yeah. Always. I mean, that would be a really smart approach. I, I made a joke to pay, about him to being... To pay Danny DeVito money to do all so the ads. I think that Danny DeVito <laughs> is a gem. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect, flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. During the break, I was like, you know, uh, should we just do a national strike? Are we at that point yet? And then Eve was like, well, and they're like, all right, let's come back on air. Mm. So, yeah. go, so go ahead, Eve. <laughs> okay. I mean, so in Minecraft, mm-hmm. like just burning it all down it seems like one of the only options left at this point. It's like civilizations. <laughs> Last so only so long, and like you, ha- like in order to survive, you have to adapt, and like we're not adapting very well. We're not, adap- we're not uh, adapting very well. But like, <laughs> one of the things that I have learned as a cult escapee who like ended up losing a large community that I'd grown up in. And having to like start from square one with my belief system and my community and like, you know, how I interacted with my family, what I thought about myself and my place in the world. Yeah. A lot of people are really up for that level of like risk and commitment. People don't like standing up for things. They don't want to be uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And forgive me for being super cynical about it. But like on the flip side. It's really frustrating to me because I know that they can do it and they know that you can be fine because I've done it like and I'm fine, like fine. Um, But like, (laughs) but like you can do it and you can get through it. And a lot of people just can't imagine what that would look like. And I think that's that's one of the biggest obstacles to something like this. We have. We have a generation that hasn't grown up with a strong labor rights movement and we don't like have a positive vision for what that future could be. And we really need to get creative with that. Start dreaming. Yeah, Yeah. I think, I think you're correct. I mean, and we are seeing, I would hope um, signs of a shift in thinking in, I mean, just the sheer number of strikes and, you know, labor movements over the past year, uh, you know, since, since the pandemic, um, and so I, I do feel hope sometimes, but it, it is hard to look at. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's just so much. This is the through line of if this we could country. just get get it the fuck together to do a national strike on student loans. I feel like the rest would take care of itself. But like, yeah, like we have to start with something that like universal. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Uh, Cody, yeah. you look like you had something. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just we can't uh, get on like the same page about you know, anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like, you know, uh, 
we shouldn't have our healthcare tied to our jobs. I know. Uh, That's what like, I was going to say, but you can't convince everybody to agree with you on that. Well, because then for also, some if reason, if for, for some reason, you can't force everybody to yeah. care for other people. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, yeah, you're, you, you know, asking people to like strike to get healthcare not tied to their job. Well, if I strike, then I don't have the healthcare that I need because I'm on strike. Um, and like you're saying, like, there's no, um, real like vision for how how it would work like how do you how do you do that and survive um well and the the trouble i mean yeah the just the exhausting thing is like other people did this and they didn't have a positive vision for how it would look like um well you could do this too i mean obviously it's nice to have a model that like you can point to and be like like that right like you know societies reinvent themselves all the time without a plan yeah, um, humans are actually like really, really, really good. Interestingly enough, about like a- adapting, yeah, <laughs> um, all the time, all the time. Um, the kids not are necess- resilient. Yes, they are, um, and not, but not say? necessarily even like collectively in like a, a like, like we as a society aren't necessarily good at adapting and saying like we got to do this and then we do it. But um, you know, when our backs are against the wall, we always seem to pull through. But but to what you're saying about how def- it, it is, it's it's hard to get people. So the situation has to be so extreme for people to be willing to risk. Um, you know, the outcome this- or whatever, the unknown of going up against. I mean, like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm just. I know she's controversial, but Amanda Palmer had this thing in her book. Um, yeah, we'll, that we'll just let that stand. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, we don't need to go there. But like in there's this like story that she tells about like she's like with an older gentleman and there's a dog in the other room and the dog is like lying on a wood floor with like a nail sticking out of it and it keeps whimpering because it's lying on this nail and it's uncomfortable and. She's like, why isn't it moving? And he's like, because it doesn't hurt enough yet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we are all that dog is yeah. her larger point. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like, yes, you will stay in an abusive relationship because it doesn't hurt enough yet. Yes, you will stay in an abusive job because it does not hurt enough yet. Um, because you like being comfortable and you feel like you can like wiggle around just a little bit so like you can make it work like you can do anything for five more minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, I yeah. Think- and the irony being there's so much freedom and peace to be found. If you take that leap, that scary thing, that scary step. And uh, I think this all uh, actually goes back to Eve's article. I mean, it <laughs> totally does. It and does. Definitely. Economic system and oppression and CPTSD. <laughs> it all circles well, back. Well, and this is like, yeah, CPTSD, like, one of the things it does is it makes you unable to imagine what's going to happen in the future. Like, I have to really, like, actively, proactively plan things. Um, Because usually I'm like, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm like, after that, like, meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's how my d- brain defaults. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is one of those moments where it's like, is it ADHD or is it CPTSD? Probably both. But like, I've heard enough from the the complex PTSD community to think that it's it's largely that where it's like, if I, you know, don't, if I don't have to get through it immediately, it doesn't exist. 
And mm-hmm. you can't pre- plan a revolution that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's like uh, coming back to the, like just the environment that we're all in now. There's that uncertainty just in like, you know, I think on an individual level in all people's lives, um, but also just the world um, with things like climate change, with uh, the current war going on, all these sort of things where it's like, I don't know. You don't know what's going to happen the next day. Uh, I think a lot of people sort of feel like, well, then why bother planning anything? Um, why not just live this sort of moment to moment and not think about the future? Because we have no idea what will come of the future. Um, right. Because the assumption of, is that, like, you don't have control over the future when right. actually the f- fuck you do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's just instead of ignoring it and like trying to put it out of your mind, like take grab it. Yeah, it's yours. I, um, I think uh, twenty twenty was like lighter fluid to that, where it was like we were all in this state of, well, I have no idea what's going to happen, so I can't plan anything. I can't mm-hmm. even plan my next couple of hours. All right. Uh, yeah, that's when I was like, oh fuck, this is bad because I was like, everybody is relating to time like I do. This is really scary. This is not like I'm the weirdo here. Like, let me stay the weirdo. You all need to stay normal. We have to get through this. Yeah. I I felt Uh, the same exact way, Eve. The same way. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm used to this, but I don't want anybody else to be. This is not nobody else should be here. This is the this is not this is not the side of the table that anybody else should sit at. Yeah. I remember um, going for a walk, a socially distanced walk with my friend uh, during that time. And she went, honestly, Katie, I don't know anyone that isn't just absolutely burning their life down right now. And I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like, it's just like, they're like cutting off that, like having really extreme reactions, like everybody behaving in very erratic ways, I guess. Okay, (laughs) so here's the other thing. It's like, maybe it wasn't so erratic. Maybe this was all the like Mm -hmm. stuff that you put off while you were trying to catch up on laundry Mm -hmm. over the weekend (laughs) that you like, suddenly you had to face because you were in the apartment with it all day, every day. And you're like, I don't like like living like this. I'm going to, there's no escape from it. The yep. number of people who came out as trans during the pandemic. Yes. Mm. Yes. You just having to like live with yourself and only yourself. Yeah. Like reveals so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there any uh, resources or things that people should should know about that uh, that we can give listeners as a guide after reading your article and listening to this discussion? Okay, um, I'm going to give you two different versions of these. One okay. is I'm going to give you um, the recommendation for The Body Keeps the Score, which is ubiquitous. Oh, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, Bessel van der Kolk is, is, yeah, uh, has been accused of predatory behavior in the workplace. So, like, take that okay. with a grain of salt. Mm. But, like, it is a fucking good book. Um there's a memoir out. Oh my god, I'm blanking on the name of it. Stephanie Fu is the name of the author, um, and it's a memoir about complex PTSD. I'm only halfway through it, but it's really fucking good and just came out. Um, and then I think it's what my bones know. It, that that um, is that is what it is. Okay, good, good. Thank you. Um, and then I'm going to give you a couple of somatic tips, just like. So somatic therapy is the only thing that I found that's helped me. If you have access to EMDR through your um, insurance or if you can afford to 
find an EMDR practitioner is literally the only thing that I have found that has helped it because talk therapy and complex uh, C- CBT yeah. therapy is often counterproductive for complex PTSD. Um, so somatic therapy is really useful. And here's a couple of like tiny somatic hacks that you can do just like in a moment if you're feeling flooded, which is like when you're you're on the way to being triggered and you're away or on the way to like losing control over your reaction because it's too much. Um, one is called, I mean, my therapist just called it tip tap fingers, but like I'm sure it has like a more professional name, <laughs> but you just like take your thumb and you start on your pinkies and you tap your thumb to your pinky, then to your ring finger, then to your middle finger, then to your first finger. And you work your way back the same. So don't double tap, but just go, and you have to do both hands at the same time because it crosses the hemispheres of your brain and makes wait, them wait, wait, up. wait, 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 wait. That is something that I self-soothe that way. <laughs> yeah, that your, brain, that, you, your brain, you, your brain cannot spiral. That's your brain a, cannot spiral while doing that. This is really because effective. It is I'm doing it right now. <laughs> it is integrating the hemispheres of your brain, so you cannot wow. dissociate. You wow. physically cannot dissociate. No, I just thought I was a weird person who did a no, weird thing. No, doing this, yeah, no, that's a thing. That is a fucking thing. I the just, is like, tip-tap fingers so in my notes. A, wow. Side question on this, is it is there something uh, a, to um, music, I guess, with this? Um, in how, like, I'm thinking of, like, playing piano or playing a guitar, where, like, you're, you yeah. have this, this relationship between your hands and your brain. It's basically, um, like... Can you get out of your like spiral and back into like being present in the moment and like mm-hmm. present in your body? So like whatever it is that does that is going to be the thing that's going to like cut that spiral cycle. Um, so if it's like singing or playing an instrument or dancing or like something where you like your your mind body connection gets restored mm-hmm. so that you're you're in sync with yourself, um, you're present in your body in real time, that that's like the fastest way to like cut that cycle. So the next thing, the other thing that I was going to share is like, just it's a somatic breathing exercise. You just put your, your right hand on your heart, your left hand on your abdomen, right at like the top of your belly. And you're just like breathing really slowly. Is that just like basic yoga breathing, belly breathing, very slow in and out, you know, count like in four, hold four out four. But um, the act of crossing the hands in those that position again d- crosses wires in both hemispheres of your brain, so that it's again you're 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 restoring that um that somatic rhythm. Love that. That makes sense. This is really helpful. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> wow. I the finger thing. I'm like, Sophie, you're listening. Like, yeah. <laughs> it. it's, so, it's like such a good hack. It's such a good hack. Like tip tap fingers like, do up it. down. You can do it and like people can't see it. You can like have your hands under the mm-hmm. table and be doing it. No, it's, it's a little like, tiring. It's a little finger workout. It's not disruptive. It, I mean, there, there are other exercises like that. I mean, the point is to like get your mind into play mode and distracted yeah. so, and like present. So it's that I'd, like that feeling of looseness and oneness with your body that you're trying to achieve and whatever gets you there, like mm-hmm. go for it. Absolutely. I'd also heard somebody talking about like cold water, running your uh, cold water over your hands to like get you into your body again to like uh, connect the sensations and whatnot. But- and, and one thing I'll just say is like, if you've experienced a lot of trauma, your body's not going to want to come back. Like yeah. you're not going to want to reunite these parts. And it's 
not going to be easy and it's going to take practice and it's going to take time and it's going to take space. And like, um, you know, in Minecraft, you might want to do mushrooms. Um, <laughs> Always. You can do you that might in real want life. to do it That's anyway. Fine. That's all I, I want I, to talk I, about I am not days. in a decrim state, so we're going to do it in Minecraft here. But, you know. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but like, there are other ways to get there, but just it's it requires just kind of allowing your body to take its own time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been yeah. really good, really fascinating. Eve, is there anything? I'm going to link Eve's article in the episode description, but is there anything you'd like to plug at the end here? Yeah, I have a podcast um, co-hosted with Kieran Darkwater. It's called Kitchen Table Cult. We talk about all things fundamentalist Christian and current politics. Uh, super fun that it's still relevant would love to be obsolete, <laughs> but we're not yet. Um, and I don't know. You you can find me on Twitter. I hang out there sometimes, unfortunately. <laughs> What's I your know, Twitter handle? It's Evettinger with an underscore in between. Awesome. Um, yeah. Follow them. Check them out. All the shows. Thank you again so much. Thank for you for having us. me. Anytime. You're you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> A delight. All, All right. right. Bye, everyone. Follow us at Worst Your Pod at Coolzone Media. Have a wonderful day. We haven't plugged that in so long. I know. I'm <laughs> plugging it. it Everything's so dumb. Everything's so dumb, and it's gonna get dumber. Great. I tried. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.